Everybody, welcome to Inside the Genie's Lamp podcast. If you are someone who has been on a constant roller coaster of losing weight, gaining it back, and the amount of frustration that comes with finding reliable health advice, this is the podcast for you. We are health and mindset specialists that want to coach you so fucking well that we not only help you achieve the physical results you're after, but help improve your relationship with your food, your body, and yourself from a mental and emotional standpoint so that we can become completely redundant to you. Yes, you heard that right. We coach our clients to make us redundant. Thank you so much for listening in. Your support means the absolute world to us. Without further delay, let's jump into your episode of Inside the Genie's Lamp. I'm just going to go back to basics and look at the how simple things can be. Because the main reason that I haven't done a lot of nutrition stuff for a long time is because I really just got sick and tired of it, to be honest. <laughs> I got sick and tired of defending just the, the way the body works and having to hear things over and over again that were like, oh, you know, oh, have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Have you heard about this? Then these claims and that. I'm just kind of like, it, it just doesn't work that way. Like a lot of the things are unnecessary, making money, confusing people, making people feel like they're failing because they don't work over and over and over and over again. Um, and generally, I just feel like when I work with someone, it's generally, it's very individual to them, making things work for them, making small changes, just the same as everybody else does, making small changes for them that work with what they like, what they eat. Food should be enjoyable. Like, I love food. So I love cooking. I love the whole process of it. I love sharing through food. I love being with people and talking about food and things like that. So, um, I decided to just go back to something really simple, something you hear a lot about, which is um, detoxing, gut health, and then just a few things on supplements at the end, just things that I actually have in the years seen work over and over again um, that are very useful, that I don't attach any brands to because it's much of a muchness, really. Whoever's got fancier marketing, they might be a bit more expensive, but generally if... I'll discuss it at the end. Generally, if the ratios are pretty good, you're fine. Um, but I think we get bombarded a lot with uh, conversations about toxins in our system and things being toxic and things being needing to be cleansed and things like that. So I think, and I think a lot of people, and hopefully through working with these guys and, and seeing the content we put out, you've seen that. It, you know, that's not the case. Um, you don't need anything. And, and it's actually quite the opposite. If you're really wanting to actively support your detoxification systems, which already exist and work 24 hours a day, seven days a week, um, you're much better off removing things than adding anything more. So the more you add, it's just more that your body is processing, basically. Things like lemon water and things like that. Lemon will help your body absorb the water. So everything's still going to do the same job, but your body, it's just the same as if you added a little bit of salt to your water, a little bit of sugar to your water, things like that. It just helps your body absorb the water more quickly. So um, it doesn't make you lose weight. It doesn't do any of those things, but it will hydrate you quickly, just like electrolytes or just water will. So our bodies have actually got a ton of different ways that they're constantly detoxing. And when... Like, it's pretty cool. I remember when I was first studying this and I'm going through it, I'm like, wow, like this is, no matter, even if something is a little bit sluggish, sluggish, if something's failing, there's like so many things that are going on to constantly help us deal with 
all of the things that, are, that we're ingesting and that are around us. So we've got, I mean, literally just breathing right now. We're all detoxing. And not only that, there are a ton of mechanisms in place which assess the balance of everything all the time. So it's a case of if there is, uh, you know, even zinc and copper kind of compete with each other, but zinc always wins. So when copper gets to a certain point, zinc will flush out that copper before it becomes a toxic at toxic levels. So obviously there's, there's some um, unusual conditions out there, like the inability to uh, absorb zinc, just like there is the inability to absorb iron, absorb iron things like that, which can cause to uh, lead to like copper toxicity, things like that, but it is rare. Um, so there's not only the, the detoxing going on, you've got all these amazing system checks just going on all the time, constantly and balancing and trying to balance everything out. So I thought I'm not going to go into huge detail with each of the um, systems, but I thought it might be helpful just to get an understanding of what they do and how you can support them. So the lymphatic system is a series of glands. So you'd know that they're kind of all through, we know for when we're sick and they get swollen and they run all through your body. Um, they're not a self-pumping mechanism, which I find really interesting and find that that is something that um, you can actively do when it comes to movement. So when you're doing, when you're looking at being active and things like that, it's, it's more than just calorie burning and movement, it's, it's pumping systems like this. So uh, there's things through uh, movement and sweating, uh, massage, tapping or brushing, and you'll often know if you've had um, any kind of massage or facial and they tend to just like sweep their hands away and do things like that because they're generally taught lymphatic drainage and stuff as well. Um, but tapping, like through all of those systems and all that sort of stuff, brushing these all out into your, um, so that everything drains away. Um, but mostly just movement. So when you're jumping around and when you're doing even cardio, like even putting aside getting breathless, getting your heart rate up, all that sort of stuff, the movement of doing those things is actually helping your lymphatic system continue to do its job really, really well. And then you've got your liver, which is like my favorite. And I always tell everyone, if you're going to focus on one thing and get obsessed with one thing, <laughs> don't make it like, you know, detox powders and pills, like learn all about your liver and treat it like it is your absolute baby because it does everything. It helps with blood filtration. It helps balance along with your kidneys, helps balance out all the fluid levels in your body. Um, it manages blood pressure, blood sugar, so many things. Um, it, it produces healthy cholesterol to compete with LDL cholesterol. And the easiest way to support that is really by uh, reducing the load that you have on it. So well, does anyone can th think of things that might be obvious things that you that are a bit tough for your body to get rid of? And I think for some people, they would know. They know when they've had something and they feel a bit sluggish and they feel like, well, things are a bit... Yep. Just like, the hangover's no fun. Yep. No, it's not any really fun. It's working really, really hard to try and get rid of it all. But it can only do it at a certain pace. But yes. Yeah, really high fat foods because it produces bile. So it's like got to try and keep up with, with that as well. 
So other things would be medications and unnecessary medications as well. So I always say when people are put on intervention medications um, that uh, if you have to take them forever, you have to take them forever. Like if that's the case and that's what you've, you know, that's um, fine. A lot of medications are intervention medications. So whether it's like for high blood pressure or high cholesterol or things like that, is that really important conversation to have with your doctor and say, oh, do I have to take this forever? And usually they'll say, oh, well, no. And then you say, well, what do I have to do? What, where do I have to get to, like work with me? Where do I have to get to so that I can stop taking this? What are the other things that I need to do? Where have I, where can I balance things out so that I don't have to be putting this load on my body? Because there will be side effects, like down the track. So things like that. Um, really high levels of supplements, which a lot of people are not um, looking across the board at all of the things. Like often you'll sort of see people have like five different powders or this and that and the the pretty standard ones that they'll put is like a bit of magnesium maybe zinc b vitamins are big um so the fun thing with like well not fun the fun thing with magnesium and and, and b vitamins is that the um the result of having too much the toxicity symptoms are the same as not having enough so often not having enough b vitamins or magnesium means anxiety like really high anxiety levels, depression, sometimes heart palpitations, things like that. So then people start taking more and it's like, it's, you're making it worse. <laughs> like just stop, just, just yeah. Um, so it's really important to, to do um, reviews, medication reviews, uh, supplement reviews and have a look across everything that you're taking. And it's a lot of over-the-counter stuff. It's a lot of just supermarket bought, you know, Aldi specials, cool powders, pink, green, whatever's happening, which are not bad for you at all. <laughs> like, if you like it, do it. I love it. I love trying all those things. Um, I just think it's fun. Hey, everyone, just jumping in really quick to let you know that the first two months of the year are typically our busiest in terms of inquiries for one-on-one -on -one mindset coaching. And at the rate that we have been going, we are fully expecting to book out by mid-February. If you have ever thought about doing one-on-one -on -one coaching with us, either Laura or myself, now would be the best time to reach out, even just to get some feelers and some more information so you know what your program and coaching experience would look like and you can plan for it in the future. Check out our website for more information, www.thefitnessgenie.com.au or put the notifications on our Instagram profile for posts so that you don't miss out on any opportunities. Thank you so much. Back to the episode. But um, across the board, if you're taking things regularly, especially if you're working out and you're often taking a lot of things to support you, if you have a busy life and you're working out a lot and you're expending a lot of energy and maybe you've got aches and pains, maybe you get a bit sleepless or crampy um, at night, so then you sort of start to take more and more things, um, often you'll find that uh, there's something in it that you're doubling up, tripling up. And especially, so if you find yourself feeling anxious, instead of maybe going to that place always of, oh God, what's wrong? What have I forgotten? What am I doing? Oh no, I'm going there again. I would say most people in this room have had issues with anxiety. I think it's really uncommon not to have issues with anxiety. <laughs> um, so often, yeah, you can turn around and sort of go, oh, maybe this is, maybe I'm actually, like the work I've been doing up here is, is good. And I can look at, let's, let's sit down and look at my things, what I'm taking. And maybe it's something physiological that's happening. And energy drinks. Massive amounts of vitamin B. Uh, the kidneys. Probably the big thing with this is high blood pressure. 
So if there's interventions that you need to take to reduce high blood pressure, whether that be medication while you sort out your lifestyle changes that can be made. Hypertension, if it's not um, hereditary, is generally completely reversible with diet and lifestyle changes. Um, and high blood pressure is one of the major causes of kidney damage because it starves the kidneys of blood. So basically blood is oxygen. So when you starve something of oxygen, it dies. So kidney damage is generally, high blood pressure is a big one. And a lot of people go through stages of high blood pressure in their life and things like that. So that's one thing to address, to take seriously if, if you have high blood pressure and get that sorted out. Um, but again, I will say it is more often than not um, completely reversible with diet choices and lifestyle changes. Um, you can support your kidneys with staying hydrated. Um, a lot of people say just drink when you're thirsty. I kind of think you have to step it up a bit because I think a lot of us replace, I think a lot of, we probably all used to drink a lot more water and now there's just so many choices. <laughs> so I think we probably could always step up our water. Um, and just moderation um, with alcohol consumption. I think we all feel the effects when we have too much in one sitting and it's pretty easy to tell that your body doesn't like it. So I'm not saying don't drink alcohol, but just take it easy. And if you like red wine, then you're lucky because <laughs> that's one of the better things that you can drink. Um, so the small intestine screens out uh, parasites and um, intestinal bacteria and foreign substances. It channels waste away uh, through going to the, basically a digestive um, processes. Um, and the easiest way to support all of that is by fibre, which I talk about a lot. Fibre is so minimally consumed by people and so important for so many reasons. Um, it, the way like Travis would talk about protein is how I talk about fibre. <laughs> like, it's it's um, responsible for so much to do with your gut health and fat distribution and clearing fats and toxins out of your system, feeding healthy gut bacteria, keeping everything moving, um, yeah, keeping you full as well, which is really important, so you're not keeping on going back for more. Uh, the skin, which I actually, in hindsight, wish I had have started with, because it's like, it's, it is the first, it's your first barrier of defense. So, um, that's the first thing where everything is, all the exposure takes place. So not only, you know, on the outside, but we're essentially kind of like a, a donut. Like our skin on the outside actually continues all the way through and through our gut and uh, all that stuff. So even when you're talking about um, foods, just like on the outside, if you, a oh, common one is grass. Like you sit on grass and you get irritated by it or a plant and you get a cut. And then sometimes if you get cut, you'll even develop an allergy to that because your body has sent a whole ton of like um, immune responses to that area to heal it. And then your body goes, oh, going to remember that. And then just purely innocently, you'll have some flowers on your table and get a giant rash. 
So when your skin is under stress and when it's already inflamed and then it's exposed to something, that can bring about a learned response and a learned allergic reaction, which is why you can develop allergies at any stage in your life. You do not have to be born with them. You can suddenly become dairy intolerant. You can suddenly become gluten intolerant. You can just have the wrong thing at the wrong time and it, your body's like, oof, gonna remember that. Let's not have that in here again. Um, so yeah, the skin. Uh, reduce it. This is a big one actually, um, reducing exposure to things. So I think we get really, really um, used to, I mean the pollution is one thing, but I think we get really, really used to putting a ton of products on ourselves. And you just have to be really aware that everything that you're putting on your skin is being absorbed into your bloodstream. So this will actually help with your liver as well when you're not absorbing so many things and that's another way to, to decrease the load on your liver. Um, but it can, be, it can be quite simple, even things like wearing gloves when you're using really harsh chemicals and things like that. I know it's an extra step and sometimes you're just in a hurry and you want to get things done. Um, but you can reduce things like, I mean, deodorants and, and toothpaste. There's so many products available now, but the less... Um, the less that's in them, the more simple the products are. And really also just taking a step back and going, do I really need this? I mean, half of us, if you look under our sink, we have 300 cans of stuff that we don't even know what they are. <laughs> like you just grab one thing for this or one thing for that and, and it just stays there forever. Um, but that's something that if, it, if, it, if you can see areas where you might be able to make changes, you can just look into it and, and find what might suit you and what might work with your um, routine. Um, sweating is great. If you can't sweat, I, I recommend getting into a sauna or doing, you know, whatever you need to do to sort of get that sweating happening. Um, and yeah, good hygiene. So um, that comes back to what you put on your skin and what you expose yourself to. Um, but also just yeah, challenging again because we're, we've been using hand sanitizer flat out and um, all that sort of thing. Soapy water is great. <laughs> it doesn't kill all of the good bacteria as well as the, I know it's, it's like it's challenging. You can sort of take that wherever. I, before all this happened, I probably would have said, I, would, I, would, I was like anti-sanitizer. I'm like, we need germs. And then this happened and I'm like, maybe not that germ. I don't know. <laughs> um, and the lungs. So there's so many breathing activities that help you clear out your lungs and to, to really start generating new cell growth and lots of oxygen and lots of um, transfer of, of gases. So yeah, but you can look up more about that and it actually, it makes you feel like pretty great, but don't do it when you, I told my sister about this and cause she's a smoker and she always has been and she swears she always will be no matter what I say, so I don't say anything. <laughs> but she, um, she said, oh, I was trying that breathing. She goes in the car. <laughs> I'm like, that is not, she's like, but I'm so busy, I didn't have time. And she's like, I was getting so dizzy. I'm like, don't do it in the car. So don't do that when you're driving. I probably shouldn't have to point that out, but apparently I did to her. So um, yeah, and again, looking at what you, you're exposing yourself to. So, you know, don't, if you're in a room, don't be like spraying a heap of fly spray and just standing there and like soaking it up and, uh, you know, just, <laughs> just, <laughs> I feel like that might just be my childhood. I don't know. <laughs> so 
So then we do a very smooth transition into the colon, which was the final um, detoxification system, and moving on to gut health. And I'm going to keep this super, super simple because I really don't think it's that complicated. Um, so our large intestine is host to the largest collection of microorganisms that live um, in or on us. So yes, we have them everywhere, hair, skin, everywhere. Um, so that's the microbiome, which you would hear all the time. Uh, so they help us digest our food. They um, prepare and train the immune system because again, we're a donut and the first exposure is what we ingest and what we, what we have touch our bodies. Um, so everything that you're exposed to, and if you think of babies as well, and how everything goes in their mouth, and it's actually a really healthy process of, you know, and you know, like what's daycare kids, they're like bulletproof. <laughs> they, they hit primary school and they just like, don't get sick because they're, they're exposed to so much stuff. Um, but yeah, it's such a natural process as we grow, um, whether we're breastfed or bottle fed, um, we're given these um, probiotics and, and, and um, exposure to uh, different microorganisms and things like that, which just gradually starts to build our immune system. Then we start putting things in our mouths and it's like next level and it's like the immune system goes, all right, this is what we're trading for. And it just sort of goes in there and starts teaching all of these responses. So then again, as they get older, um, the same thing happens. So, and it continues to happen through our whole life. So everything that we're eating, ingesting, and a lot of things that we won't eat until we're adults as well. There's a lot of things like people just do discover, you know, allergies and things, but you know, it's not a trend. <laughs> so don't, don't roll your eyes at your friend that's gluten free or like, or any of that. It's like a little pet hate of mine. It's like, just let people be, let people eat what they need to eat so that they can be out and about and socialize without like shitting their pants. It was just, it's not much to ask really. So yeah, the gut is, I often use like a sort of rainforest, the idea of a rainforest where basically if you removed the canopy, everything underneath would dry up. So there's layers to it. And if even small changes are kind of made, um, so that would be through, uh, I mean, alcohol is another one that's not great. Um, but antibiotics are obviously the big, they're the big one. And I think we feel that. And especially, I think especially women feel that because it, it often throws out, um, you know, you end up with thrush, things like that, because it throws out bacterial balance. Yeah, so it's like an ecosystem. So even small changes can cause adaptations like allergies, autoimmune diseases, things like that, um, that otherwise that are really not beneficial to us. They're not irreversible, but they're not beneficial. So they're really common signs that things are a bit off. So these are your opportunities to just chill out and simplify. So if you find that the back of your tongue is feeling kind of fluffy or, you know, is a bit not good, um, things like that, uh, bloating a bit more than normal, not toileting when you would normally, you know, or in a way that isn't consistent with what you sort of, when you feel good. These are our body telling us you need to just simplify. So take things back to basics. Doesn't mean you have to eat rice, like, and drink water. It just means... <laughs> Like maybe don't drink for a, a few days or just not have fatty foods, just stick to really simple things that nourish you and keep you going. 
And yeah, and the biggest biggest point to that is if we can t if we can listen to those cues that our bodies are telling us, and keep it really really simple. Don't introduce a bunch of other stuff. And you know, I'll I will lead on to things that you can have, um, or that are good to have. Then what you're looking at is when that is balanced and you're feeling good. That means that your immune system is balanced and feeling good. So a healthy immune system is one that doesn't overreact or underreact. So you don't want to super like charge your immune system. You don't want to boost your immune system. All those things that you hear, which sounds like, oh my God, now I've got a super immune system. If you have a super immune system, it's actually bad. It means you're reacting to everything. You're allergic to the world. So you, you just, you just really want to somewhere in the middle there. Super simple things to avoid um, or limit. And that, that's the thing is it's avoid or limit. So the thing is, all these things are fine in balance. Um, unless I've got drugs in there or something bad, which I can't remember. Shouldn't take drugs. Um, <laughs> I feel responsible for legal reasons to say don't take, don't take recreational drugs. Um, so, yeah, just are these fairly well-known things? Do you look at these things and kind of think, do you think they're bad for you? Because that's important as well. It's important to look at that list and, and not go, oh, they're bad, bad foods. Bad, avoid all of those things. So it's just things like that. I mean, obviously, all of those things are fine unless you have an allergy. Um, but, and antibiotics, if you absolutely need them, then, you know, but realise I'm taking antibiotics. It doesn't stop there. Even if you feel like shit and you've got a flu, like, it doesn't stop there. You're like, hey, I'm taking antibiotics. This means I need to go past the supermarket and get yogurt. I need to get some psyllium husks. I need to eat lots of green veggies. I need to be responsible and be prepared. And then I won't have problems to deal with afterwards. So balance the stress less. I know, that's the easy one. Just stress less. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> so whatever that looks like for you, I think we're all trying to find ways to balance and, and I think it just stress less really just means um, continue to try and find balance in your lives and you just do it the best way you can. Um, sleep is really important um, and I think you know that very well if you've worked with any of the coaches that stress sleep. Um, eating prebiotic foods is huge and there's fiber comes into it as well. Uh, eating plenty of vegetables, again, because you get your antioxidants for your liver and all that sort of stuff, and then you've also got all of the soluble fibre and dietary fibre to keep everything moving. Listening to your gut cues, which is the previous slide. Red wine, if you insist on drinking, if you like it. I'm bummed, I don't like red wine. Um, uh, there's no point in taking a whole bunch of probiotics and not looking after the bacteria that you've just put into your gut. Uh, if you continue to just live your life the same way that's caused the problem, probiotics are not going to do anything for you. It's just throwing money down the drain. Um, so these are all your prebiotic foods. Garlic, onions, leeks, asparagus, oats, flax seeds, chia seeds, bananas, barley. You can make it super simple and just have psyllium husks every day in a glass if you want. Or bagels, <laughs> which are apparently really high in fiber. The things you learn. <laughs> Apparently the answer to everything is bagels. I was not aware. <laughs> um, 
And then if you do want to use things, these are things that I have seen work over and over and over again with people. I've used them myself. I've worked with people that have really severe gut issues um, that literally can't eat anything. We've had to take them back to baby food and build up. It's been so severe. Um, so slippery elm lines the gut and allows it to heal. It may it can sometimes make people feel nauseous for a little bit when they first start taking it, but it lines the gut. It gives it a chance for the microvilli to heal, which takes about 14 days. Um, the probiotics, which I said, inulin is another one of the, and psyllium husks are both the prebiotic um, foods. And the other thing is to regularly worm yourselves, especially if you have pets, you should be worming yourself and your children and your whole family, <laughs> whether it's naturally or whether you use an over-the-counter um, something, everybody has worms and it's not good for you and you should be doing it. <laughs> so the room got really uncomfortable. <laughs> there, are some, there are some products, there are some things that you can do. Um, and with uh, detoxification, Things that um, I have seen and, and the evidence supports really well are milk thistle, which, so that's where cost comes into it. And you'll see a lot of, um, I would usually avoid like detox products and this and that. But if you look at detox bottles, especially like if they're on special or something, it says detox and it's a pill. If the first ingredient is milk thistle, then buy it. The rest is just is is a bonus there's nothing harmful in there if they're natural ones if the first ingredient which means the majority of what is in that is milk thistle because often if you go for like pure milk thistle and it'll be fancy it'll cost a fortune you can generally grab you know they have those like bargain bins or they have ones that are like 8.99 or something like that and it's it is the same thing um dandelion root i like teas i'm big on teas so i tend to find all these things in um in teas um, chlorella, which is in a lot of greens powders and things like that. Again, if there's a if there's a bargain greens powder at Aldi or whatever, and the first ingredient or one of the high ingredients is chlorella, like go for it. It's it's a good way to get it. Um, and again, psyllium husk because it helps to bind with toxins and carry them out of your system, especially when it's especially all this uh, fatty toxins around your um, organs. But um, I'm a big I drink apple cider vinegar a lot. Like if I start to feel off, I've just gotten to know my body and I know that my digestion gets sluggish. It means I haven't got enough acid in my stomach. So I add for a couple of days and, and I'm fine. Again, not going to make you lose weight. It's not magical, but it's, it, it'll make you poop, which will make you probably lose a little bit of weight, <laughs> especially if the problems existed for a little while. But um, yeah, so things like that. Like I'm very much old school a lot of stuff is like what Nana said yeah. is, is, is really effective. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I'm all for um, apple cider vinegar. You find if you're getting indigestion, it usually means that you don't have enough acid in your gut. So a lot of people, when they start getting acid reflux, they think that they've got too much acid and they start avoiding everything that's acidic. But what's actually happening is there's not enough acid in your gut to break down your food effectively. So it sits there like a little pressure cooker and it, it bubbles up and builds up pressure and then it just goes whoop. So it's, it's a case of not enough acid. So often you can do 
bit of apple cider vinegar and a glass of water or however you, I, I, I strangely really enjoy it. So I suggest it to other people and they're like, oh, so whatever works for you at any time of the day, really. It's really good if you can do it in the morning, kind of like preparing the environment for what's coming for the rest of the day. Um, but getting more acid in will mean that the food will break down more quickly and then you won't get that pressure build up because people think, and even coffee as well, they think it's it's acidic or so. So that's why, you know, you get reflux. It's... Coffee is just, it makes you poop because it relaxes sphincters and we have sphincters here too. So it just relaxes everything, which stops it from being held down. I know it's lovely. This is a really nice conversation. If that's the case. Especially the people who drink a lot of coffee um, and they've been, and, you know, through the day and it's going to happen because you, you're not um, breaking down food properly so if you've already got that problem and then you're having coffee and then your sphincter is being relaxed yeah that's just a whole unpleasant situation and then people take antacids and things like that which actually they say they neutralize acid but they actually kind of like deplete acid which means you actually have an ongoing problem which means you have to continue to buy their product over and over and over again and the side effects of those, which you should always look up side effects of everything that you're going to take even, medi even like medications that you're taking that have been prescribed to you and things like that, always look up the side effects so that you are aware of what they are. Okay, so the, the idea is to keep it really simple, to make it so that you don't have to like, when you're, something looks really flashy or they're saying all the right things that apply to you, which they've done the research to say, what can we say that directly applies to these people so that they want to buy our product, that you know more and you know what you, what you can do without buying anything and how effective that is, but also that if you do want to buy something, you don't have to go for the biggest, flashiest thing. Yes? <coughs> That's it. Thank you guys for listening. I hope it wasn't too boring. <laughs>